Welcome to the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast with your host, Eve Mayer. Join Eve and her guests each week as they discuss how to live a healthier, longer, and more fulfilling life through fasting, keto, and low-carb feasting. Hi, we're on live. Thank you, Levi. Levi is powering through even though he's feeling a little crummy. We have made it to day 10 of the 10-day fast. I'm Eve Mayer with FastingLane.com, and you are? I'm Megan Ramos with really bad lighting right now. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm with with Intensive Dietary Management. (laughs) Megan is from (laughs) IDMProgram.com. You should check her out. Uh, We're here. Is is today Friday? No, today's Thursday. It's Thursday. I have no idea. All day. I'm stuck in that, you know, that still in that awkward time between Christmas and New Year's when you just don't know. Today, I spent all day thinking it was like Wednesday. And then I realized, I've been kind of messed up too, so I didn't know either. So here we are. We've made it. I have worn an exceptionally tight red dress for this, this ceremony. It was really expensive. I got it on Amazon. No, not really. It was really cheap. But just (laughs) to prove that um, Levi kept making fun of me because he said I kept wearing black and gray and that would disappear into the, the curtain behind me. And so you couldn't really see if I was losing weight, but this dress is tight. But let me tell you what, 10 days ago, it was real tight. There was like no breathing. I mean, I wasn't wearing it, but it probably was like that. So here we are at day 10. Thank goodness. Uh, final weight, 184.4 down a half pound from yesterday. So total weight loss, a little over nine pounds. I'm super thrilled with all that. Um, I've come up with a list, Megan, of good things about fasting. You ready? All right. Less shopping, less cleaning, less cooking, less money spent. These are things we talk about all the time. But here's one that, you know, you don't think about a lot. Less flossing. Less flossing. (laughs) You know? You still should floss. I'm not saying don't floss, but you know, you eat some beef jerky, which I eat a lot of beef jerky, and then it's in your teeth, or you eat some berries and it's in your teeth. That doesn't happen because we're not eating. So less flossing, everybody. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, And the most exciting part, which is what we're going to talk about a lot today, is the feasting when this damn thing is over. So that's what we're going to be focused on tonight refeeding and and lots of questions on that. So Megan, the big question is I've lost these nine pounds. I lost my holiday weight plus a little bit. I'm at 184.4. I'm determined this year, my new goal is to get into the 170s this year and to stay there. So last year I got into the 180s from 225 and I stayed there. And my next goal, and to be clear, I have never maintained ever. Um, and, And then I did last year for eight months. And so now I'm going to get into a 170. So how do I not regain this weight? What do I do? Stay, keep the carbs low, number one. Number two, don't snack, don't graze. Honestly, if we just all stop snacking and grazing, just ate proper meals, like, you know, like my grandma did when she was growing up and how my parents started off, we would have like a small fraction of the, of the obesity and of the health problems that we have today. Um, eating often with low carb, high healthy fat foods is it's going to do a number on your insulin levels. And we know insulin is a fat trapping hormone. 
every time you eat, you produce insulin. So don't snack, don't graze. And for me, that's getting back to basics. You know, a lot of people ask me what I do that first week of January. And I have, I have my anniversary and I'm still on holidays usually into the first Monday of the month. But that after, you know, Christmas Day, when you do eat all day long, that's it. I stop. I eat, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or breakfast and lunch, or lunch and dinner, sort of depending on my schedule that day. But I cut out the snacking, I cut out the grazing, and usually before the new year, I've lost any holiday weight that I've gained. And that's the same thing that I do after a, a trip where I've done a lot of flying and have retained a lot of water. Get back to the basics. You know, what our, what our grandmas did, what our great grandmas did, don't eat the snacks, don't graze, eat proper meals. We are so busy. Like in today's day and age, we are busier than ever. We don't have someone at home cooking. I said to my husband, if we ever win the lotto, the first thing we're doing is hiring a chef. Like, I don't care. We'll, we'll buy a car next. We'll buy a fancy house after that. We're buying a chef. Um, because we, our biggest issue is we get so busy and it's like, all right, well, let's have a handful of macadamia nuts for lunch. But that never really satiates you. So two hours later, you're going to get something else. And then another hour after that, you're going to get something else. Eat proper meals. So those are my big, my big tips. Stay away from the carbs because they're going to cause water weight, um, water retention, which is going to make you emotionally upset, feel like you failed, and more prone to eat more carbs. Um, and they can contribute to weight gain as well. Um, but don't snack and don't graze. Got it. Well, I can do that before I got into the holidays and even after. I've been comfortable with low-carb eating. I'm comfortable with intermittent fasting. And, and another advantage to a really long fast Long fasts make intermittent fasting look super freaking easy. So I'm really excited about that. I'm like a 24, that's child's play. Like that's no problem, I can do that. So now I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. All right, pink salt, we're getting into our speed round now. Here we go. Pink salt versus bacon soda and apple cider vinegar. I never heard of bacon soda and apple cider vinegar. So do people do that? People take baking soda for a whole variety of reasons. Um, their stomach's too acidic, or they have heartburn, or they're having issues with constipation. Um, apple cider vinegar is a great appetite suppressant. It's great for regulating your blood sugar level. It's great for getting rid of uh, candida in the gut. Um, so I don't know what is the question, which is better for you? I guess so. Pink salt versus baking. I mean, you kind of need both, don't you? You always have to have salt. I think you need to have both. Yeah, ab absolutely. You can't really compare the two. Okay, got it. Um, this viewer says, I have small intestine bacterial overgrowth. Does intermittent fasting, with intermittent fasting, should I be worried about extended fasts uh, ruining the mucosal layer of the gut lining? Hopefully I said so, any of it correctly. <laughs> so that, that, that whole long, uh, long, phrase means that this person has a condition we call SIBO for short. And with um, gut bacteria, fasting's great because fasting definitely gets rid of the bad stuff, but if you fast too long, you can get rid of the good stuff. 
So when you're trying to repopulate the good stuff, you have to find a balance. So I've worked with a lot of patients with SIBO. Um, it's, you know, knock on wood, the only GI thing that I don't personally have, um, or one of the few. Um, but it's tough. I feel bad for, for you guys out there. Um, I've, the max that I've done with success with patients is 42 hours, three times a week. So okay. I usually- We should really have, probably stick with intermittent fasting. Yeah. Good. I'll be right there with you guys. No problem. When refeeding, can I have a glass of milk or dairy when I'm refeeding at first? It's probably best to avoid milk or dairy because it will probably move through you really, really, really quickly. With that being, well, milk, dairy, but having cheese as part of a salad, cheese with a lot of fiber, like fiber stuff, that's probably okay. But a glass of milk on its own is probably going to do you in and send you running to the bathroom. Got it. You know, Megan, the first time I did a really long fast, I didn't know anything. And I didn't know the stuff about the, you know, everything you were telling us last night, which I, I loved about what to eat and how to break the fast. And I thought I should just break it with a lot of fat. That's what I did. And I didn't have any problems. If I didn't have any problems, can I try that again? Yeah, you're absolutely fine. Um, you know, it's, it's hit or miss. I had one guy go rogue on us. We asked him to stop fasting after seven days, and he insisted on doing 120 days. Please note that I do not advocate for that, and it wasn't effective because for him, it stopped working about halfway through. Humans are a highly adaptable species, but I never had a patient do 120 day fast before. So I was nervous about breaking it. So I pulled out all the stops. And so this guy, like after like day two, he was walking in his neighborhood, smelt bacon and went home and proceeded to eat like two pounds of bacon um, right after ending 120 day fast. And he was completely fine. Okay, good. Um, I'm totally about to eat some bacon. So <laughs> thank you for going before me, fellow, and proving that that will be okay. Uh, but I know it's different for everybody. It, it totally yeah. is. So thank you. Um, and just to reiterate, we do not in any way recommend 120 day fast. That's why even in this group, they even limit it to like a 10 day fast. And anytime you're making a decision about any diet, any fasting, anything, you should really be talking to the medical professional that you trust. So, all right. Um, good keto vegetarian items and can you have sesame seeds and peanuts on keto or on low carb <laughs> yeah so the, it is a little bit more limited being a vegetarian but i mean there's all different kinds of great oils that you can utilize to cook your vegetables in different ways you, you have to use a lot of herbs and spices to change things up um, when you're doing this, um, you know, sour, well, a lot of vegetarians do eat dairy, so sour cream, mixing that up with different flavors, like dill, for example, to create like a dip, all kinds of mayo, mayo is a great fat, you can sort of slather on to get good high fat into the diet. Um, and then again, nuts and seeds um, and avocados. Now, usually with non vegetarians, we limit nuts and seeds a bit so people don't go wonky with protein. Um, and even seeds you should be a little bit cautious of because they're high omega-6. We like pumpkin seeds in the shell. Pumpkin seeds in the shell have a lot of fiber in them, sunflower seeds. Uh, in terms of peanuts, you're talking to a recovered peanut addict. I am as addicted to peanuts as I have been to other addictive substances. Um, peanuts are like, they're not the best quality nut around like around it well they're a legume actually they're a legume 
that's proper, but they're not the best quality. You're better off with almonds, walnuts, pine nuts, Brazil nuts, pecans, macadamia nuts. So if you are a vegetarian, I'd focus on those. Of course, I have a little bit of peanuts every, every now and then, um, but they're not the best for you. I actually <laughs> I blame peanuts for my weight gain in 2017. I gained a few pounds, and I swear it was solely peanuts responsibility. Oh, yeah. It was totally the peanuts. So it sounds like there's good options for vegetarians. It's just a little more yeah. difficult. Okay, how do you decide an ideal weight? Do you use BMI or do you do something else? BMI is total garbage because you can be 90 pounds and obese and you can be like 300 pounds and classified as obese, but be like 10% body fat and be this big muscular bodybuilder and be perfectly healthy. So, so BMI- Personally, I'm shooting for 29% body fat. Like that's my dream. I'm at like yeah. 34, 35 right now. Well, I haven't for a little bit, but around that. And so that's my dream. So I continue to build muscle and reduce fat and move that direction. But the, the hottest people I have met way more, way more than I would ever expect because their bodies are muscular and muscle weighs more yeah. than fat. And so the, the number doesn't matter, but does the body fat percentage matter? Body fat percentage is important. I've been 97 pounds, but a size five, and I've been 117 pounds in a size zero. Wow. It's all about the body composition. Yeah. Um, so get it, having a DEXA scan done, there's a blog post on the IDM program about body composition, check it out. It'll tell you the different ways of measuring your body composition um, and the limitations uh, of each way because nothing, nothing's perfect. Right. Um, but that, so you know, so body composition, composition totally matters. Perfect, okay. I think, oh yeah, how much salt while fasting with adrenal fatigue is there does that make it different it it varies per individual based on other medications and whatnot that you're taking and other health issues i find that most take it take a quarter of a teaspoon extra at a time and see how your body responds taking too much sodium can be problematic you'll feel like you want to pass out you'll be so exhausted um that's that's uh something that happened to me recently after ending my fast on tuesday i thought i was going to fall asleep while i was driving because i was too heavy handed with my salt so it can make you feel really tired really fatigued and bloated um so just take a quarter of a teaspoon at a time so you find that sweet spot for your own biochemistry. Not everyone with adrenal fatigue is going to have the same sodium requirements. So start off small, increase it incrementally, and, um, and see what makes you feel good. Perfect. So a lot of people have been asking about IDM program, the Intensive Dietary Management Program, idmprogram.com. Somebody was asking specifically about the courses, the programs. Just go to idmprogram.com, look for what you need. If there's something that you're specifically focused on, there are some free courses that you can take. There is um, a heightened level of self-paced coursing that you can take for $39 a month. And then you can go even further if you need more personalized coaching, which happens typically virtually through group sessions with Megan and her entire team. And I've talked to almost all of them and they're amazing and they know ridiculous amounts of things just like Megan. So check that out at idmprogram.com. And if you can't find what you're looking for, ask in the group, somebody will tell you, uh, drop them an email and they'll like help guide you through it. Um, but I just think when you're figuring all of this out, I find information out there to be 
incredibly overwhelming. A lot of it is contradictory and it's just, it's a lot to handle. And not only that, dealing with your weight and your body is such an emotional issue. It's such a mental um, lifestyle trick, I think. And so you're kind of dealing with the physical part of you and the mental part of you, and you really need people that you can trust. So I hope you will sign up at idmprogram.com for their updates. I hope you will sign up at fastinglane.com. Fastinglane.com is my site, and it's really the non-medical in partnership with really smart people where we're talking more about lifestyle and recipes for low carb and keto and things you can do while fasting, hopefully a little bit of a sense of humor, um, but graphics that you know kind of nail things down and, and help you deal with the, I mean, I'll be honest, what I've dealt with, the self-confidence, the healing after being ashamed of not being able to get control of my weight and just taking that moment right now to forgive yourself and start on a new path and, and, and feel good about yourself right now in whatever weight you're in and whatever body you're in. So those are our goals. Um, Megan, you were talking yesterday about where you're going to be speaking. Is there somewhere they can find where you're speaking? Is there a list of that? Yes, uh, at www.idmprogram.com under resources on, on our heading. So on the, the far right, uh, the drop down menu, it says speaking engagements. So you'll be able to see where Dr. Fung and myself will be popping up. Um, we only post public events on there. We do speak at some private ones. So don't get mad if you see me in Washington, DC. <laughs> um, if you can get tickets, we'll let you know. The page gets updated about once a month. Um, so uh, we, have, we have a great team who keeps it, keeps it updated monthly. So check it out. Perfect. And I think I'm going to start doing some speaking as well on fasting and weight loss and, you know, overcoming the emotional side of it. So I'll keep you posted on that. Um, but really just follow Jason and Megan around for a while. And I think you'll learn a few things. So a lot of you have been asking if we could continue doing this. And the answer is no, we cannot because I'm tired and I'm going to eat and I have got to stop. But um, <laughs> let's see what happens. My plan is to eat as much as I am physically able tonight without doing any damage um, and to enjoy that. And then tomorrow I will have two meals. I'll have lunch at noon and dinner at six. And then uh, it'll be Saturday. I'll probably have two meals. So I'll probably stick pretty much with what I typically do, which is a two meal schedule until I feel not like I'm, I'm really, really hungry and really wanting food. And then I'll go back to adding in some intermittent fasting where I'll do a 24 and then I'll go for a 36 and just um, dip it in there. Uh, my goal this year is to get to 175. I'm not in a hurry because my original goal was 195. And quite frankly, the fact that I'm at 185 is just 184 is, is I don't understand it. So um, wearing a size 12 dress and wearing a 12 on top and even a size eight pair of jeans that I like suck it in and zip up like, I am shocked at all of this and I am shocked at my level of health. I'm also really proud of my parents who read uh, the diabetes code because my mom has diabetes type two and have changed a lot of their diet, have eaten less carbs, have dabbled in fasting and have started to see some reduction possibilities in their medications for uh, blood sugar and for blood pressure. So I'm just, I'm really amazed by them. And hopefully my mom's on tonight because she's been an avid fan and says it's her favorite nightly show. So that's, that's really <laughs> good. Um, 
Facebook group, Obesity Code Network. If you're watching this video, this is where these videos originally appeared. And it's an incredible group full of free resources um, and people that are at all levels of expertise with fasting. Once again, I did this because I'm not great at fasting. And I often watch people do fasting and talk about how wonderful it is and how great they are. And I'm like, who are these people? So I wanted to make sure that people heard every side of it and maybe identified themselves and that it maybe helped them find what was best for them. So um, I really don't think I have much more except to say that we are going to come back in a week, a week and one day. And we're going to do a live video in the group and we're going to post the video up and I will tell you what has happened in that week and a day. It's going to be on Friday, January 18th at 2.30 p.m. CST, Central Standard Time. That's 2.30 Central Standard Time. Um, I will tell you what I weigh because a lot of people are like, oh, if you do an extended fast, you just gain all the way back. That was not my experience, but let's see. Let's, let's find out. Um, I'll tell you what I eat. I'll tell you if I fall off the wagon. Um, I'll, I'll tell you all the things that are going on about how I feel. Um, and I predict, I don't know, in a, in a week, my prediction will be if I stick to two meals a day, I'll probably be around the same weight. So don't get excited for a miracle for it to go down or to go up. I, I bet I'll probably be 184, 185, something around there, but let's find out. Um, I'm feeling fantastic. I'm also going to be doing CrossFit three times a week. So I've done CrossFit now a total of six times. It would have been five, but thanks to you guys voting that I go do that. It's been six. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to get back to doing that, you know, now and, and seeing what I can change with that. So that will affect some of it. Uh, but I think this experience for me mostly has been amazing because the people that I heard talking about their own experiences, we had so many people join in and fast along with us for a variety of, you know, periods and Megan's answers just, I think dazzled everyone and shocked everyone that we just can't stump her. We can't find something that she hasn't, well, <laughs> right? So thanks to all of you for tuning in and to listen and, and for listening and for sending your questions. We got to as many of them as we can. We will include some questions on the 18th if you want to send them in and everything is staying up. A lot of you have asked about where they can watch these videos over and over. They'll be at fasting.fyi forward slash ten. That's fasting.fyi forward slash ten. And we'll even talk to IDM program and see if we can put maybe some of the videos up over there and share it there as well. Sign up for the IDM program newsletter because it goes out once a week and you get lots of free information, which is how I started learning things. So Megan, anything that I haven't covered that we should talk about that I missed? Any advice on just, you know, life in general? <laughs> uh, we're all very different. So really stop comparing yourself, guys, to other people's success stories on the group. Um, you will get there. You know, sometimes it's a little bit more of a bumpy road for some of us than others. And just because something's working for your friend, you know, doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. Keep experimenting. Keep trying. Um, we have like the greatest Facebook moderators on the planet. I don't know how we got so lucky. Um, I really don't know how we got so lucky. Um, but each week, someone is trying to do a different fasting regimen. One of our moderators leads a new challenge. So I encourage you to keep trying um, and keep experimenting till you find what works for you. And really, don't compare yourself to anybody else. And also, get rid of your scale. Give it to someone you don't 
like, drive over it, get rid of your scale, get a measuring tape, use those smartphones of yours, take photos. Because like Eve and I were mentioning earlier, it's really about your body composition, your total body weight's useless. You can be 90 pounds and a little sack of fat. I have been 90 pounds and I was a little sack of fat. I was weak, I was brittle, I broke my bones all of the time. I've also been 190 pounds and been a larger sack of fat, but <laughs> um, but it's, it's really about your body composition. I'm the healthiest I've ever been, and I weigh about 117 pounds. And I wear the smallest clothes size, even smaller than when I was in the 90s. So it's really about body composition. So check out the blog on that to learn more and get rid of the scale, bury it, give it away, drive over it, uh, have some sort of goodbye ceremony, but get rid of it. I just imagine every person walking into their office tomorrow and like, hey, Susan, I brought you a scale. And just see how that goes. Let us know how that goes when you bring somebody at the office scale. I, I really totally want to hear about it. Megan, thank you so much. It's possible no I'm going to run out this room and start preparing bacon as quickly as possible. Um, yeah. So have a great night. Thank you for everything. Thank you for getting me through this. Thank you for being there for everybody. Thank you for being brilliant. Thanks for everything. Well, thanks for doing it. It's not easy. Uh, as you know, <laughs> it's not easy. Um, so thanks for prioritizing yourself uh, and everybody else, you know, for making yourself and your health a priority and doing something that isn't always easy or comfortable. Thank you, Megan. Have a great night. I'm going to eat bacon. Bye. Enjoy. Bye. Happy baking. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Happy feasting.